Hello and welcome to Judge a Book by Its Cover, a little city library podcast where the name of the podcast is almost longer than the books we discuss. I'm Bellette. And I'm Pete. We're librarians at the Mary Riley Styles Public Library in the city of Falls Church. This is a book review podcast where we judge books by their covers. Then we actually read them to see how close we got. We tend to focus on novellas because we can all find time for a 100-page book in our busy schedules. We're going to start off by giving you our predictions based on the cover of today's book, The Haunting of Tram Car 15 by P. Tajele Clark. And we've attached an image of that cover so you can see it and judge right along with us. Pete, you want to start off by giving us your judgment based on the cover? Sure, yeah. And I think this is a pretty cool cover. We try to pick interesting ones. It's obviously a sci-fi landscape, but it's like a sci-fi Egyptian cityscape flying vehicles around tall buildings and on the ground there's kind of what i would describe as a steampunk train among pedestrians and i would say it makes me think of a cross between blade runner and stargate based on a lot of the same things you were looking at the skyship the futuristic cable cars i I thought it was pretty clear we're talking about the future there are a lot of clean lines in the buildings and that run along the aerial cables it makes me think that we're in a very set and established world not only because of this elaborate infrastructure, but because of those clean lines. These people know what they're doing. They require absolute buy-in. So I was thinking more 1984 types of vibes. My prediction is that the story is one of rules and rule breakers and a society that isn't big enough for both of them. You want to get into what it's actually about? Yeah, let's uh, let's see how close we were. The Haunting of Tramcar 15 is a police procedural where the process involves navigating bureaucracy, Islamic customs, and mythology. And that's kind of an interesting mixture, likely unlike anything you've ever read before. Certainly, it was for me. The main characters are Agent Hamed Nasser. He is an older and respected detective in the mystery of alchemy, enchantments, and supernatural entities. His partner is Agent Onzi Youssef, who's kind of like a young upstart recruit, fresh from the academy with an encyclopedic memory for old cases and laws, which his senior partner only vaguely recalls. (laughs) What Nasser lacks in memory, though, he makes up for in intuition. Yeah, he plays a lot more off his instincts. And that was kind of a nice trope. I mean, it's a classic trope and they play well off each other, I thought. Did you like the characters? I did, yeah. I, I feel like they had pretty good chemistry. It is the classic young versus old experience versus kind of talent but yeah i thought it was well done so the book is set in cairo in 1912 it's a retro futuristic steampunk kind of past where spirits called jinn control various aspects of the technology including the tram cars apart from the tram suspended above the city cairo seems to be a place full of well-populated cafes and public squares which you get to see as we go through the book as well What was, I thought, really interesting about this book is even though it is this futuristic setting, it's still set in the past. So we're dealing with women's suffrage movements that are starting to gain traction, but of course it's also got that sci-fi element. We've got some robotic suffrage as well, which is interesting. They play well on the past and the future. Yeah, I agree. And I am sort of unfamiliar with the steampunk genre in general, but that seems to be the way it's done, sort of using the past to imagine a different future and vice versa, which I thought was very interesting about about this novella. So this book is similar to a police procedural except set in a bureaucratic setting. Did you think those elements played well together? I did. I mean, you you say the word bureaucracy and it doesn't exactly, (laughs) you know, make me want to run out and read about it. 
You don't want to read a bureaucratic procedural? <laughs> but <laughs> Sounds uh, like a lot of stamping papers and moving things along to the next person. Indeed. But it, it, it's, it's done well, and it's done in sort of like a, a humorous, satirical way. And Clark does such a good job of painting the sort of customs and... There's the procedure of, you know, navigating the the bureaucracy, but on top of that, there's sort of the Islamic customs Mm -hmm. that are at play as well. For example, in the course of their investigation, they have to speak with women who might have knowledge about how to interact with these jinn, these spirits that control the technology. And the first thing they have to do is talk about, you know, what male relations they might know or what male men they might know in common so that it is, you know, appropriate for them to be speaking to one another. And so that was sort of like an added layer of complexity in the novella. It's kind of like there's a tension between some of the progressive elements represented by the women's and the AI suffrage movements, and then these these age-old customs and also these age-old sort of ways of dealing with the spirit world. Yeah, I found that really interesting as well. Like you said, an added layer of complexity to what could have been a pretty straightforward narrative. So, Bled, which one of us do you think got closer in our cover judgment? I think we both hit some points for it. I don't think it was quite Blade Runner or Stargate, but it definitely wasn't 1984 (laughs) either. (laughs) Actually, I mean, I wasn't on at all if you really look at it, because I said we were talking about the future, and this is a futuristic past. But I do think we were both fairly close I feel like the cover is representative of the story. It doesn't really throw you any curveballs. And so I think we were both, you know, close enough that the cover really did give us a sense of what the book was about, which is certainly not something you can always say about book covers. Yeah, I'll call this week a tie. (laughs) Uh, So would you recommend this book? I would. I think that what I look for in a novella is often something that I wouldn't normally want to read, a longer like novel that's maybe three or 400 pages. But I'm happy to read something that's in the neighborhood of 100 pages that's like really outside of what I normally read. Because it's, you know, it's refreshing to read something unusual. And for me, this was definitely unusual. What about you? Yeah, kind of along the lines of what you're saying, I feel like a lot of times sci-fi is a huge investment of world building when you get into one of those novels. So it's kind of nice to get this pocket-sized world that was actually pretty developed with interesting characters and creatures. And I also liked this futuristic past element where we've got magic tech future and people are dealing with magic tech future problems, but also women's suffrage. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, that wraps up our discussion on The Haunting of Tramcar 15. Thanks for joining us. Now it's time for the fun part, which is trivia. We've got a trivia question for you that is related to the subject matter of The Haunting of Tramcar 15. And if you were the first person to get the answer right by posting in the comments on our Facebook page, you will get $5 off your fines or a free book from our library book sale. So without further ado, here is the trivia question. Name the early 20th century Belgian financier who developed Cairo's first tramline still running today. Don't forget to join us next month when we'll be reading You Should Have Left by Daniel Kahneman. And a special thanks to the band Zombie Zombie for giving us permission to use their song Psychic Harmonia 2 in our intro and outro. Thanks for joining us, guys, and remember, you have our permission to keep on judging. (laughs) 